The people you surround yourself with influence your behaviors. So choose friends who have healthy habits. Dan Butner. You have the power to be the boss of your own life. I'm your host, Monica Allen. I'm a wife, mom, entrepreneur, best-selling author, lifelong learner, and your biz bestie. I have a love and passion for all things small business. Growing my own company from $700 to over seven figures annually, my goal is to bring you inspiration, business-focused topics and tips, encouragement, and a community that helps you launch, grow, and scale your business, whether you are a dreamer, a side hustler, or a seasoned entrepreneur. You are listening to the Become Your Own Boss podcast. Do you have a conference or an event to attend and you just need one or two shirts to promote your company or brand? Here at Zeus's Closet, where we are like a tattoo shop for your clothes, we've got you covered. With no order minimums on embroidery or direct-to-garment, you can order just one item. Get a polo shirt for a conference or a t-shirt or jersey for a concert. Visit Zeus'sCloset.com for more information. Foster as a verb means to encourage or promote the development of something. Something typically regarded as good or to bring up. Today, my guest Haley Foster embodies her last name through and through. Having met on Clubhouse, Haley is a serial entrepreneur who helps women business owners find and foster their passion. Haley and I have so much in common and immediately connected from starting our own businesses when we were in our very low two digits, 11 or 12, to us focusing on fitness and health. Haley is a bit more ahead of me on this one, but fitness and health is very important to both of us. We also both had very similar companies at one time, and now we are both extremely focused on helping other entrepreneurs grow and succeed in business and life. There are so many lessons to learn from my conversation with Haley, founder and CEO of Foster Inc., Foster Women, and Foster Your Life. Check out my interview with Haley. Hi, Haley. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm so thrilled for this conversation. Thank you for having me, Monica. I'm equally as thrilled for our conversation. Yes. And I know we met on Clubhouse and it has been such a blessing to my life to know you because you're such a rock star in so many ways. But I know you have been an entrepreneur for a number of years So can you tell me about just your first business that you started? (laughs) Well, this is funny because we discovered this early on in our friendship, but you and I have been entrepreneurs, I think around the same exact amount of time. I'm uh, I'm coming, I'm on 20 years and I think you're on 20 years also. And my first business was a promotional marketing company selling promo merchandise. So corporate logo, just like you guys do over at Zeus's Closet. And I ran that business with a partner for 12 years. We eventually kind of morphed ourselves out of the promo world and started doing more corporate branded merchandise. We had hired a salesperson that was very ingrained in the fashion and beauty space. And so she started going after these really big department store accounts and big beauty and fashion brands. And it pushed us to start looking at manufacturing in China. 
And so we eventually opened up an office overseas in China. And the majority of our business was importing, designing, manufacturing, and importing high quantity orders from overseas. When I got out of the business after 12 years, that is mostly what we were doing. Wow. So now did you all decide to sell the business or did you roll out and you left it with your partner? How did that work out? I did a rollout, which is such a better way to describe it. I usually say like, I got a divorce. (laughs) I divorced my business partner. (laughs) I rolled out. I basically said, you know, I obviously contributed to this business for 12 years. We built it together. I did not want to be competitive to what she was doing. I had no interest in continuing in that space. Bless you for being in that space for so long. (laughs) I would have lost my mind. I just felt like I was at a point in my life after going through a divorce, I had two little kids at home. I was commuting to Manhattan three or four days a week and I would never see my kids. I was splitting my time with my ex-husband and I just got to a point where I lost the passion for what I was doing. I lost myself in the process and I really just felt a need to do something that was more fulfilling, that filled my cup, that made me feel good. And what I, I realized I loved doing was hosting these networking events. And through those networking events that I was doing, sort of as a fun side thing for free mm-hmm. for working women in my town, some of them would call me and say like, oh, you know, you've had your business for so long. I see you all over social media. And we're talking eight years ago, actually 10 years ago when I was doing the networking events. So very early days of Instagram, not a lot of people were on Twitter. Some people still didn't even know what LinkedIn was. And Facebook was just a place to reconnect with your high school friends. Right. And so they were like, I need help via Anto or my business or my, you know, my, my marketing materials and things like that. And I would help them for fun. And I realized that's what I loved doing. I loved pouring into these women that were looking to either start a new business or grow a business that they had already started. That was sort of what led me into what I do now, which is coaching women entrepreneurs like you. (laughs) Yay. And so that's interesting because I was going to ask you, like, how did you end up in your second business? But you just answered that. You were doing these networking events And now did you do those all the way up until 2020 or had you already kind of pivoted? How did that work? We're going back 10 years. So 2012, I started doing these two women that lived in my town and came to me and said, you know, there's like all the moms that stay at home and they have relationships with each other because they're at home with their kids. They're doing play dates. But there's really not a place for like us working women to more deeply connect with each other than on our train commute to the city. And so we were like, all right, let's start. You know, they were like, we want to start this networking group, but we don't even know what to do in order to promote it or get people in it. And you seem to be more connected. So could you help us? I built the Facebook group. I started inviting in all the women I knew from the train. They started inviting in the women they knew from the train or just other women I knew through my kids that were working women. And we started just putting together, we would charge like 20 bucks just to, you know, rent out the space for the night. And then they would buy their own drinks. And then they were like, well, what should we do this month at our networking event? And so I would come up with different ideas because I was, I have been part of my own city networking events for years. People started to see me as the face of this group. We called it the working women of port, which is the town we live in, Port Washington. And we started doing these events and, you know, words started getting out. The Facebook group is now like almost 2000 women strong. It's still, I try to keep it to all Port Washington women or very close surrounding communities. 
but I don't let people in that aren't women who support women. So it's you're either a working woman or you're a woman that supports working women. That was sort of how the whole networking events came to be. Two years after I started them, I realized this is what I wanted to do. And part of what I did when I first started my foster consulting business was networking events. And so I went back to the women. I said, there's going to be some conflict here. At that point, I was the one that was really doing most of the work for them. They were like, Haley, just run with it. It's yours. Do what you want with it. So I kind of morphed it into inviting people then to these paid networking events where I would bring in a speaker. And so I was still doing in-person. I still did in-person networking events. I probably took 2020 off, although I do believe the holiday season of 2020, uh, actually, no, I'm trying to remember when I started doing, oh, it was 2021. I started bringing back the in-person networking events, but it was still, you know, COVID is still around and they are not what they used to be. But some people just want to get back out there and want to be back in people's faces. And I do have another one coming up in the next couple of weeks. I have not run one since holiday season of last year, actually, maybe January of last year, Oh, I of this I year. I wish I lived closer so I could come. <laughs> they're you know, fun. Yeah, that sounds great, especially c- because you can connect with people, like-minded people, but people who support and cheer you on. That's absolutely great. So tell me about where you are in your business now, because I know you recently did a little bit of a pivot. You're still supporting women business owners, but tell us about your recent change. I mean, there's the entrepreneurial brain, which I know you have, <laughs> and I know you can relate, right? We are always like bright, shiny object, bright, shiny object. But aside from the bright, shiny object side of it, I sat back after we got together. When were we together? In April. April. And I asked you all my deep dive question, which is, if you could put your finger on the one thing that you think I do for people, what is it, right? And so many of you, actually it was Tony that came back that was, you know, the most like, what? (laughs) I was shocked. And her answer was, you help people automate and systematize their business and you help them to feel comfortable doing that. Right. And you you teach people to build systems into their businesses so that they could be more efficient. And I was like, really? That's what you think I do? Because I didn't look at myself like that. And then after realizing that that's how so many of you saw what I do, I took another step back. You were there. I presented my pitch that I was giving to, I was a keynote speaker at a conference and I was presenting my pitch to all of you. And on the way up to that conference, Brian was injured, so he came with me, and we rewrote my whole deck on the way up. And I have to say, like, I think I nailed it. Like, I did a really great job selling from the stage. But what I realized, I sold nothing, by the way. And what I realized, and that's fine, like, it was the most amazing failure ever. Because what I realized was, if I had sold any of my program that day, I would have been on rinse and repeat. And as entrepreneurs, I think we get to a point in our business where we're just like chugging along and chugging along and chugging along. And it was eye-opening for me because I realized that my favorite people to work with are people with a similar mindset to me. And those are my favorite people in the world. 
right? They're who I surround myself with here. They're the people that I, like some of my closest friends. And it's people that are into living, breathing, eating, and sweating a healthy lifestyle. And so some of my favorite clients have been health coaches and nutrition coaches and fitness coaches. And I decided on the way home that day, through some tears, that this is who I want to pour into. This is what I want to do. I want to work with people drinking the same green juice as me. So if I had to start my business over today, which I basically did after I had gone to that event, that's who I'd want to work with. And so I went super narrow in my niche. And I was like, this is who I want to work with. This is the problem I'm going to solve for them. And this is how I'm going to do it. And it has made my communication and my offer so much clearer. And I feel like I'm really conveying to people who I am and what I can do for them. And that's my new direction for my business. And I still do the coaching. Mm -hmm. I'm now just doing it for a very specific target audience. And I'm wondering if I should even go deeper. Should I pick between fitness and nutrition and health coaches and just choose one of those categories? Because I think the more narrow you are, the more content you can come up with and the better your product is, right? You know, the product I'm putting out there right now is still a coaching program. It's still a 12-week program, although I have to say that I've gotten more people come to me in the last two weeks for one-on-one coaching than I've ever had in my business, which is great. And I'm like, okay, I can take on, you know, 10 people and do that, um, which is great. Yeah. How is it going now that you've narrowed your niche? You know, they say the riches are in the niches. Yeah. How's it Um, going? It's going great. It's going, I'm having so much more fun creating content because like I can talk about that stuff all day long. I don't want to curse on your podcast. I'm trying to be good. <laughs> I can talk about it all day long, you know, and I'm constantly because I live that lifestyle. You do. So it's going great. And what it's actually also done, and we I don't know if this is for this podcast, but it's allowed me more time to do some fun stuff with my hubby. And as someone that works with their hubby you can understand. I love doing stuff with him. And so we started our own Instagram account together called Which is so cute. Thank you. And we're having a ton of fun with it. Like we're going to actually, I'm pivoting my Foster Your Passion podcast to the Foster Your Life podcast with Haley and Brian. And we're going to talk about longevity because I could talk about that all day long and fitness and relationships and all sorts of stuff. We have like a whole thing. We have a whole outline plan. Oh, that's going to be so good. That's going to be really good. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Well, that is so good, Haley. What I've noticed in your pattern, though, is that you really dive into what you're passionate about and you move forward with that. Just like with the networking, just like with this one, you are extremely passionate about your health and your nutrition and all those things. You're going full speed ahead. I am. I'm trying to stay in my lane. I'm trying to, cause I could like, I could post recipes and I could post my workouts and I'm trying to figure like, but I don't think that's, what's going to really resonate necessarily with the audience. Right. Cause mm-hmm. they're like, well, I post recipes. Why is she posting recipes? So I'm I trying gotcha. to stay in my lane. It's like, I'm trying to post. And I think that's really important too. Is like, once you figure it out, then you have to figure out like, what is the problem you're solving for them? Exactly. And, you know, I know you talked about this on your podcast last week which is really like, once you figure out your niche, I just screenshotted something a couple of minutes ago. Once you figure out your niche, then the question is like, it's 
this is your niche. Like this is, you know, what you're doing and this is the person you're doing it for. Mm -hmm. And then it's, you know, it's, you know, it's what, how do you want to help them? Right. How do you want to help them solve that problem? So who do you want to solve it for? How do you want to help them solve it and why? Yeah, that's very true. And so for your, your new clients, you are doing what for them? Because a lot of them are, well, I mean, they're all, they're all over the place, but because they're all in this fitness and wellness world and it's a, the issue is they got certified, right? They went and got certified as a health coach or they went and got certified as a fitness instructor or a yogi. And then they're like, I got to run a business too. And that is where that's what they all come to me with. That's the overwhelm. That is, I don't want to do that. I just want to do what I want to do. I want to do what I love to do. I want to pour into people. I want to do my yoga classes. I want to do my strength training, or I want to do my cooking and my nutrition coaching. They don't want to run the business. They don't want to be thinking about what to post on social media. You know, they don't want to be thinking like, what's the heading of my email going to be? How do I get all these people into my, into my database? How do I, you know, how do I build my database? They don't want to think about that. I take them through this process where we evaluate kind of where they are, like, what do you currently have? What are you currently doing? And then we talk through what I consider to be the key elements to growing an online business. And those are having a website that converts, having a lead magnet that will get people to your website, Mm -hmm. having an email sequence that runs off of, if you don't know what lead magnet is, basically the thing you give away that has tremendous value that is going to basically get somebody to really know, like, and trust you and say like, wow, she's got great stuff to offer me. I wonder what it'd be like to work with her full-time, right? So you're giving them like a a piece of the pie, right? It's got to taste really good. Of course, for me, it's like dairy-free, gluten-free, soy-free pie. <laughs> but <laughs> we're giving them a piece of the pie and they're like, wow, this is so yummy and so good and just chock full of nuggets. And then we talk through the email sequence that goes along with that. And then we get into like your marketing plan, right? Like how mm-hmm. are you marketing yourself? What are you putting out there to the world? And again, we talk about niche. We talk about your messaging. We get crystal clear on that. And then I help them through the whole marketing side of it and the business plan. Right now that you've got this, how are you going to sell to these people? What are you going to say? What are you going to promote? What does your product look like? It's like the whole package of coaching like wrapped up in this nice ball. Nice. I assume in that too, because you are huge in the automation, you're also teaching them what they can automate or delegate and those types of things as well. Yeah. that's And that's one of my favorite things to really help people with. Like, what are the things, we all have the same amount of time in a day, mm-hmm. right? And if you're spending so much time doing the things that don't move the needle for your business, or they're not the thing that is really filling your cup, right? So it's like the thing that fills your cup is if you're a health coach, like you love coaching people, right? You love giving people ways to live a healthier lifestyle. What you don't love doing is you don't love doing all the stuff that goes along with that, right? So it's doing the thing you love. And then you still have to do the things that are going to move the needle in your business that are going to bring you the revenue, right? You've got to make those sales calls. You've got to put yourself out there. You can automate so much of that. So it's, what are the things you can take off of your plate that you, you know, that some technology could do for you? And not everyone is tech savvy. I mean, I'm going to be 50, but I say like, I always loved technology. My dad was like such a tech geek and, 
was all into like the latest and greatest. And I guess he you know, spilled that over into me and my brother. Cause we're always talking about new technology things. Yeah. You know, it's sort of, it's what I love to do. And I love helping people to not have to do it for themselves and their businesses. Right. No, that's great because they want to focus on, like you said, what they're passionate about and the business side is just not it. I know one of the biggest, one of my biggest things that I have the hardest time with every year is tax season. It drives me nuts. And I, I'm okay with numbers, but when it comes to those nuances, I just want to run away and bury my head in the sand. Mm-hmm. So that's why I delegate yeah. it as much as I exactly. can. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the numbers were the first thing I've delegated in both of my businesses. When I started my first company 20 years ago, the mm-hmm. first hire we did was a bookkeeper. Because I was yeah. like, I can't. I'm trying to run the business and be the salesperson and the project manager and all that stuff. And I'm literally spending hours and hours a night trying to figure out the finances. Right. This And this was 20 years ago. Like there wasn't, the internet was not the wealth of information it is now. Right. I mean, it was getting there, but it was not even near where it is now. And so like I bought one of those big green NOLO books, the yes. financial, not the you know, finances for dummies, but like, you know, how to how to understand the finances of a small business. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like there's experts that do this. I would so much rather pay somebody. And that's one of the things that as entrepreneurs, we also need to know when, what to give up, right? right. <laughs> if you stink at doing something, give it to somebody else to do because you're right. going to free up enough time. I have this delegation chart that I love to share with people And it's broken out into like $10 an hour, $100 an hour, $1,000 an hour, $10,000 an hour. And it's like, if you're spending time doing a $100 or let's just call it, yeah, bookkeepers a little bit more than that. But if you're spending your time doing that job, when you could be selling somebody a $10,000 program, you're doing the wrong thing, right? Right. Even if your program is a $500 program or a $1,000 program, you're so much better off spending an hour doing that than spending an hour doing your books. So exactly. the things that you're not good at, the things that frustrate you and the things that take you way too long, hire them out and make sure you replace that time with one of the money moving things for your business. Exactly. Don't just be like, oh, I'm going to sit back now and relax. No, no, no. No. If you're not doing it, you should be doing something else to grow your business. <laughs> exactly. One of my favorite questions that I like to ask people, Haylin, especially because you've been in this entrepreneurial world for 20 years is what has been one of your biggest challenges that you faced in either one of your businesses? The biggest challenge I faced was, it's funny because I don't talk about this often, was learning the hard way not to take money from family members. I don't talk about it often, but in my first business, this is probably one of those vulnerable moments. People are like, why don't you talk about this more? One of those vulnerable moments where we had a really big order that we needed to pay for. And I borrowed half a million dollars from a family member. And over like what happens as you know, well, because you don't deal with like overseas ordering, you buy something, you have to pay China upfront for it. And then you don't get paid from your client till like 60 days after it's delivered. So we were out of that money, right? For that long, we kept trying to, figure out a way to make payroll, float the finances of the business. And what we did was we kept using that money over and over again. And then unfortunately, if you have a bad order and you lose money, now you're screwed because now you're out the half a million. You've been sort of like borrowing from Peter to pay Paul and you end up in a really bad 
financial situation. And we went years in this horrific cycle of trying to get our heads back above water. What's crazy is we, at one point we were 5 million, we were bringing 5 million in revenue, but we were so far behind in terms of like paying back this money. And we just, we were digging deeper and deeper and deeper into the debt. And it literally ate me apart every single day. It was torture. And it it destroyed a relationship for me that was like a really special, important relationship for me. And it's the biggest regret I have in in that other business. And it's destroyed multiple relationships for me. I unfortunately don't have a relationship anymore with my previous business partner, who is my best friend and has been through crazy life circumstances with me. But it just drove a huge wedge between us and the person that we borrowed the money from. And it was the biggest lesson I ever learned. But again, it was a lesson learned. It was a huge failure. But you know, we we learn from those mistakes. And one of the things I will never do again. <laughs> yes. Oh, I can totally relate to that. And I understand that. And that getting, oh gosh, the the money piece. That's the hardest part for me with entrepreneurship is because you put so much energy and so much work into it and you're working your butt off, but sometimes the the numbers just don't quite add up, even though you're bringing in revenue. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that with me. I appreciate that. Outside of that one, what's something else would you tell your younger self if you could go back in regards to entrepreneurship? What would you tell your younger self? There's so many things. I actually just, I just wrote a blog post, which I haven't posted yet, but it's all about what I wish my 20 year old self knew. It's sort of from a health and wellness perspective. I would also say as my younger, what I I would tell my younger self, just keep going, just keep Mm -hmm. going. I think it's so important that you don't give up on yourself and you you look at, and you know, it's, it's really hard in those times where you're failing. And, and I always say like when we were down as low as we could possibly go, those were the times I learned the most in my business. But what I think is really hard is recognizing that in that moment. And I would say, Mm -hmm. look at every day as an opportunity to learn something new, because there's always a lesson to be learned And I am very much a, and I learned this the hard way too, like a silver lining kind of person, but I wasn't always a silver lining kind of person. You know, I would let it, I would get down on myself. Like I'm failing, I'm not succeeding. You know, why am I not making the money that I want to be making? Look at her. She's making that money. That's another one. I would tell myself like, stay on your mat. Don't worry about what someone else is doing. Only worry about what they're doing for inspo, right? Like let them inspire you to do more, to be better, as opposed to saying those negative things to yourself. And one of the things I try to teach my own kids when it comes to, you know, that, that story we tell ourselves is you could tell yourself a great story, or you could tell yourself a really terrible story, whatever story that is that you tell yourself is how it's how you're going to feel about yourself. So be careful of the story that you're telling yourself. I say it to my kids. I say it to their friends. Stop saying that to yourself. Switch your narrative, right? Be your best friend and get rid of the bitch that's sitting on your shoulder because she's Mm. not going to help you. Right. That's very true. 
Very true. So. Yeah. And it is hard though, when you feel like you're failing, I put that in air quotes, because of course, when you feel that way, you are learning typically a yeah. very valuable lesson along the way. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Thank Somebody you for sharing them. that. Absolutely. I like that. Stay on your mat. Yes. Also another fitness reference. Yeah. Stay <laughs> on your mat. Stay on your mat. Yeah. I really do like that. Well, that's like a big thing. I had a yogi say that to me once. Stay mm-hmm. on your mat. Don't worry about how bendy she is next to you or you know how flexible the person is in the front row or whether or not they're holding that pose longer than you. Like you have to stay here because yeah. this is where you set your own intention. And when you stay here, you're not worried about you know, what other people are doing. And I'm competitive. I know you're competitive. There's that nature in us to be like, I want to be what she's doing. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I want that over there. Right. But when you can stay, set an intention for yourself, for your day, for your week, for your month and stay there and know that that's your intention. And that is, that's for you in here. I love that. So two more things. One, what's one thing you would attribute to your success? My dad and my husband. And what's oh, so that's two things. Sorry. No, the you're fine. Around, the people around me. How about that? You know, you are a product of the people that you surround yourself with. And yeah. so when you're surrounding yourself with people that are supportive and positive and inspirational and they motivate you, you tend to like they, you know, they pour into you, right? And you're, you're more inspired, you're more motivated, you're more positive, you feel more supportive. I would say that is one of the, the biggest things is the, the people you surround yourself with. I totally agree with that. Totally agree. Well, you inspire me oh. to get abs like yours. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a husband who has, a, has an Instagram account about six pack dads or something, right? Yes. And yeah. And I mean, I'm almost there. But I'm not quite there. So Haley is my inspiration. You're and, so sweet. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I say I did a post on this on my other account. Abs are made in the kitchen, my friend. I saw that. And I agree. I agree with you. I'm I'm changing some of the things that I eat too. I mean, you could have a class on that too, but we'll talk about that another I time. I know. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. I'm trying to figure that one out because. I do. I do love that stuff. And and again, I could talk about it all day long, which is we talk about a lot of that on the Foster Your Life Instagram page because right. it's how we live. And people are always asking us like, tell us about your coffee. Like, you know, what are you eating? And I was thinking this morning, it's, it's not a diet for me. It's the way I live. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, someone will be like, wow, you look great. Where do you work out? And I'm like, it's not about where I work out. It's about what I put in this body. Right. And it is the most important thing. You can work out all day long. You could do cardio till you are sweating profusely. But if you're not eating the right things at the right time in the right order, I'm now learning, it's not going to matter how much you work out and what you do during those workouts. They're important and 100% they're important. But as we get older and like about to turn 50, strength training is one of the best things that you could do for your body. It's not, you know, I know you're into your running and I love it. And congrats on your win on that 5k. That was awesome. But it's, it's so much about the amount of weight you are lifting Mm -hmm. as you start to get older. 
people start to get scared of it as they get older. And it's not something that we should be scared of. If you listen to, I don't know if you do, Dan Sullivan, the strategic coach, mm-hmm. he has an amazing podcast. He's he's 78 years old. He said he lifts more weight now than he did 20 years ago. He is wow. stronger now than he was 20 years ago. And he's like me. His goal is like 125 or 135 in terms of how long he wants to live. So I'm following in his footsteps. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. But yeah, I mean, definitely what you put in your body. I remember one thing that stuck with me when we were together a year ago is that you said you don't necessarily eat for taste. It's really about health for you. And and that stuck with me. I even told Ethan about that. And we somehow earlier, like this past weekend, we were actually talking about that. And he was like, I so get what Haley was saying. <laughs> anyway. I need to meet your man. Yes, I need to meet Brian too. We've got to yeah. definitely get get together. Well, tell people how they can reach you, Haley. You can find me on Instagram at I am Haley Foster. And that's Haley with two bites. I'm also on Facebook, although I don't really post much there. I'm all over social media, but I would say that's the best place to find me. And my website is still fostering101.com. Because when I first started my business, it was all about the 101. It was all about getting started and all that for women entrepreneurs. I need Mm -hmm. to shift over. But you can find everything you need to know over on fostering101.com. Gotcha. What are you going to change your website to, do you think? Or have you already reserved it? I've got like literally 40 different names. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I bought them all because I wasn't sure which one I wanted. Of course you Um, bought them all. Of course you did. (laughs) Well, my, all my programs live on foster your biz, which is Mm -hmm. my Kartra page. So all my programs live over there, but I may change the website to foster your life. I love it. We'll see. Yeah. Well, you know, we can always have another meeting on it and brainstorm and do all the things. Yes, we need to do one of those for sure. We do. Well, Haley, thank you so much for joining me today. I do appreciate you and your time. Thank you, my beautiful friend. It's so good to see you and hear your voice and reconnect. I miss you. You too. Same here. Thank you. Thanks, Haley, so much for joining me on the Become Your Own Boss podcast. I really do appreciate you. If you would like to get in contact with Haley, please see her information in the show notes. At the top of this episode, the quote that I stated was from Dan Buettner, who is an author. And the quote states, the people you surround yourself with influence your behaviors. So choose friends who have healthy habits. And I don't know about you, but as a parent, I always talk to my kids about discernment and wisdom in choosing their friends. And we as adults should ask for the same wisdom and the same discernment because we want to surround ourselves with people who have healthy behaviors, healthy habits. And that's not just when it comes to your health and fitness, but when it comes to your money, when it comes to how you spend your time, when it comes to your family when it comes to how you want to excel and live your best life, you want to surround yourself with the right people. And I really want you all to keep that in mind as you continue to start your businesses or grow your businesses or grow your families, whatever the case may be, be very discerning 
about the people you choose to have in your life and to have around you. Thanks for listening today. Join me on Instagram and TikTok for continued daily tips and inspiration around starting and growing your business. Both of my handles are at Become Your Own Boss Podcast. Also, take a moment to rate, share, and leave a review for the podcast. Remember, now is the time. Now is the time to level up, leave a legacy, and become your own boss. <music>